Are you a glass half full or half empty type of guy? Almost always a half full kind of guy. I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about life. All right. Well, coming up on the Bible Story Podcast, we will learn why we can be optimistic people rooted in the reality that Jesus has overcome the world. My name is John Drabert, and I work at Covenant Bay Bible Bible Camp, along with my good friend, Braden Bohoich, who is my co-host who enjoys toast with his roast while camping on the coast. Okay, well, you made fun of my rhyme scheme last week, and I'm not going to mention anything about yours. Oh, wow. Well, I appreciate it. It was pretty good, I thought. No, thank you very much. terrible. (laughs) Okay, my name is Braden Poach, and I have a scenario I would like to share with you, John, and everybody else. And just so you know, you have been diagnosed with hyperpost. Okay, that doesn't even, that makes no sense. You're just, you can't rhyme things just to make no sense. Hey, uh, it's rhyming for rhyme's sake. Okay, I will, we're going to jump right over. (laughs) I will share this scenario in a bit. John and I appreciate you tuning in each week. We want to, we want to make this show as good as we can, but we know that this show is nothing without you guys. So, here it is. We would love to hear from you. That's right. Let us know what stories or topics you would like us to cover and any ideas to make the show even better than it is because, you know, we're just kind of making this up as we go. Yeah, I had like 27 people email in last week saying no, that you, didn't. you could be nicer to me. Nicer? Yeah, that's what they said. So, wow. it's, it's not an observation that I made. Maybe it's, I'm it's... that unapproachable that no, none of them could have said anything to me. No, it's our audience. Wow. <laughs> Well, I will be kinder to you. I don't know about nicer, but I will be kind to you. Okay, so if you have any ideas on how John can be kinder to me or any other way that this podcast can be better, (laughs) you can find us at BibleStoryPodcast.com or reach out to us on Instagram at BibleStoryPod. Braden. Yes. I got to admit. Yes. I'm kind of sad today. Oh, is that because I made fun of you just now? I'm no, sorry. it's oh. not because you're being mean to me. <laughs> I've gotten over that. I'm used to it now. But I, it is to say that today, the day of the recording, not when this is released, but the day of the recording is um, the second last day of our overnight summer camps. Yeah, and it that's, is. You know, that is sad for me. It is. It is. It is sad. You know what we we hear in in summer camp land. Covenant Bay Bible Camp. <laughs> we prepare all year for for two months, and and actually, like more specifically, for one week. Like, yeah, each individual week, we have eight of them, but it's so planned for for the five days that happen while you are here at camp or your kid is here at camp, and then it's over. It really does feel like like just planning, 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 and then all of a sudden you blink, and summer camp's over. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, we're we're at that. We're at that time, you know. Um, we were we were so unsure whether or not summer camp would happen this year. There was a lot up in the air, as you know, all of life has been. But I think it turned out to be one of our best summers ever. I mean, at least that's what the kids say when I'm giving them canteen. They get free candy, but that's um, <laughs> well, you bribe them to say things good about camp. And mm, and truthfully, I'm looking forward to next summer already. I am as well. And to all of our campers listening, because I know there's many of you out there, uh, we miss you. It's true. It's much quieter here, and that is sad. I mean, not today, but we will miss you when this is released, because then it will be, like you said, quiet. (laughs) And, uh, you know, 
I can't wait to have you back at summer camp next year. So be sure to stay tuned for details on registration. It's gonna be great. No, and no, if no, you, no, if, John. If, if you're not yet a camper, let me finish. You're not yet a camper. You should join us because it's gonna be great. Ah, <sighs> John. But, John, John, John. Have what? I told you nothing? What? What? What's wrong with what I just said? I, you, I just what said you it's mean be to great. say is it's gonna be great. Oh, <laughs> you sound like Tony the Tiger a little bit. They're great. <laughs> it's great i said it with a little less enthusiasm yes uh thank you for expressing my emotional put more umption in your gumption (laughs) that is a good rhyme thank you thank you that is a good rhyme all right okay (laughs) so let's get back to the scenario before we uh you know keep whirling yeah um okay here it is picture this you are chatting with a friend Mm-hmm. A good friend. Yes. Okay? He promises that you are going to be mistreated, misunderstood, dismissed, marginalized, physically beaten up, and even killed because of your friendship with him. I don't like this scenario at all. Let's make a new scenario. He then conti- continues to say, you and all of these other friends are going to ditch him. You'll what? all abandon him, but it, but it's all good. You know, he, he's got a secret surprise ending that is superiorly sensationally good Ooh, nice words thank you i like that (laughs) uh okay just gotta say that's a little over the top a little hard to imagine that kind of scenario because it's just i'm just gonna say it this way it's ridiculous okay well i've never experienced anything that that dramatic they don't call me ridiculous for no reason (laughs) Yeah, I like that. I'm going to call you ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Well, okay, John, hang on to your hairpiece, your toupee, your wig, whatever you got on top of your head there. Oh. Hiding, hiding. You're just for men, hiding the gray spots. Um, <laughs> this story is, is going to blow your socks and hairpiece off. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I'm excited for the story, the episode. Uh, now all the listeners are imagining me with a bald spot in the shape of like, you know, those cul-de-sacs at the end mm-hmm. of the road where houses mm-hmm. are, you know, that round. It's not me, though. Yeah. I, I thankfully have no balding spots as of yet, anyway. And my wife's the hairdresser in my family. She owns a salon, so she tells me often, you're looking good up there. You got, you got all of it. You got, you got the hair. <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe we should, um, as a celebration, we talked, you know, like the other episode about yeah. celebration. Let's celebrate the end yeah. of summer camp and that shave, sounds, a, that shave, so much like shave so much. a cul-de-sac on your head. That sounds like no fun at all. Your wife would love it. She would love it, and it would be the worst uh, advertising for her salon ever. It'd be hilarious. It would be so... We should actually do that. I would be game for it. She would be furious. She would be mad. I think so. Maybe we shouldn't do it. We could both do it, and both of our wives would be upset. Okay. All right. Back on track, Okay. Sounds good. Back on track. We're going to look at John 16, and this... It's it's a really extensive and and in-depth and and pretty heavy teaching that Jesus is, is giving his disciples here. Yeah, and it's not just a teaching, but Jesus is actually looking to the future. He's making some predictions, and not the like far distant future, but like just in the days to come, yeah. hours to come even. Yeah. Uh, this is like, this is, like you said, pretty much a heaviest conversation that I could have ever imagined with anyone. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is. It, you know, Jesus gives the this you know ultimate reason why those 
who believe in Jesus, they can have confidence in him. They can be optimistic about, about their future, even in difficult and, and heavy times. Yeah, yeah. And, and he, he ends his talk with a really specific and great line. Yeah. In the midst of all these really sobering things that he has to say, he ends it pretty epically, actually. So Jesus, he's been saying a lot to the disciples. And I said much of it was pretty heavy stuff, which it's very true. It was hard to hear for the disciples. It's not really going the direction they want. No. So Jesus, he's, he, they're having this conversation. He's actually predicted his death. He's telling yep. his disciples about his own death. And the disciples are, are obviously troubled by all of this. I, I, I can't imagine the conversation. They're, they're distraught. They're unsure. They're confused. They're, yeah. they're sad, yep. right, at, at what, what the end is going to be. And, and they really don't know how to respond to what Jesus is saying, which yeah. seems like a really normal there's, response. There's, a, there's a, maybe, maybe even a little bit of disbelief because it's so, so shocking. Totally. And after this long conversation with Jesus, you know, he's basically doing most of the talking and kind of almost like a bit of a speech. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he says this, this next thing he says, which is really, really vague, um, kind of just, I think maybe stirs the pot just a little bit. Mm. But he says this, it's John 16, verse 16. In a little while, you won't see me anymore. But a little while after that, you will see me again. Um, yeah. Right? Okay. It's, man, we've talked about Jesus being vague before. Mm-hmm. I think this like takes the cake for yeah. vagueness. Like, what are you talking about? I know. It kind of, like, it almost sounds like he's like describing a magic trick. Like, it's weird. I'm going to be gone and then I'll be back. Yep. Poof. In a little a while, I'll be gone. And in a little while longer, I'll be back. It's a weird... It, even the time frames are like super vague. Yeah, and, and he's referenced his death. Is he talking about that or is he talking about something else? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, he's, he's talking and predicted about, you know, his death. And, and it, is he talking about, you know, how he's going to return? Or Like Jesus is, is pretty solemn and, and dark. And it, it just seems like maybe him and the disciples aren't connecting or there's confusion. It, yeah. And and let's be let's let's remember all of this. This like the context of this mm-hmm. conversation with the disciples is just prior to Jesus being arrested by the authorities. Right. And and it seems as to, you know, based on what he's talking about in this conversation with the disciples that he knows his death would happen in the next few days or or very soon. Mhm. So yeah, he's sad, he's distraught, he's really bothered, and the disciples are bothered with him. Like, there's this element of, yeah, the words are hard to say, Yeah, but I think there's another level of, if you could see Jesus speaking mm. this with the emotion that he had in this time... You'd feel, you'd you feel would, the truth behind it. You would, yeah, you would sense like... <clears throat> All is not right in the world of right. Jesus right now, and it's really disturbing. Yeah. So the disciples didn't understand what what he had said, or or even why he was saying these things. They were they were confused, and and maybe they're then turning to each other, asking Jesus, like trying to get clarity from each other. Yeah. Like, well, what did Jesus mean by these things? Yeah. And, and Jesus picks up on you know this confusion, and and maybe the disciples looking at each other confused, and 
and he begins to clarify th- clarify things for the disciples. He talks about how the disciples will be sad and heartbroken because of what is about to happen to him. Yeah, and and it's going to be so intense. So this is a, an illustration that Jesus himself uses. It's going to be as intense as a, a woman in labor giving birth to a baby. But when Jesus comes back to them, they will be filled with overwhelming joy just as a mother when they hold their newborn child in their hands. Yeah, so Jesus Jesus is painting a very dramatic picture mm-hmm. uh, for the disciples. And, and one that is both a prediction of things to come, but also the things that are, are a reality for them in that moment. Now, I, I'm not sure, Braden, yeah. how I would receive all of this. Um, mm. You know, on the one hand, Jesus is predicting extreme emotional and physical pain. And then he also, re- he also is promising incredible joy when they see him again. Like, it's just a lot to take in. Yeah. And two opposite feelings oh, in, in so yeah. many ways, right? It's, yeah. it's obviously like a roller coaster that Jesus is describing here and, and the ups and downs. And I'm, I'm with you. Like, I have no idea how I would respond. And I, I think, you know, John, you and I are, are in the lump with the disciples. There I think so. Because much of what Jesus is saying and telling them is, is so challenging that you can't really wrap your head around it. What no. he's saying, it's, you can't fully understand it until going through it and processing it's it. It's surreal. It is. Exactly. Like, there's, there's some even disbelief of like, mm-hmm. what are you saying? Yeah. So Jesus, like he clarifies things and he says it very plainly, John uh, chapter 16, verse 28, he says this, yes, I came from the Father into the world, and now I will leave the world and return to the Father. So, okay, the disciples now know that Jesus is going to be with God, the Father, for for just a while, and then return, and and still Jesus questioned if they fully comprehended. He's like, you know, asking, are are you guys getting this? Then, Then he says everything says something, I shouldn't say everything, he says something fascinating about the disciples. Mm-hmm. All right? So check this out. So he says, Jesus asked, do you finally believe? But the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now when you will be scattered, each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet I'm not alone because the Father is with me. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Jesus is, I mean, he's predicting difficult times. He's, he's talking about the moment when Jesus gets arrested and then is later killed and, and he's predicting some horrible things to happen and horrendous response from his disciples, people who in this moment, the disciples would be saying to themselves, we would never leave you. Yes. In the darkest of times, we would never leave you. And Jesus is telling them like, you're going to leave me. Yeah. And, and they're like, obviously shocked and in disbelieving. Like, like I, I can't and wrestling may- with that fact. And, and maybe even insulted. Totally, totally right? insulted. Like when you say like to someone, we're best friends and, and I would never do anything to leave you. If that person then said like, actually you're you're lying right now almost yeah. right you're calling you out oh yeah. and and yet then he does it in such a such a soft and and 
you know, um, humble way to then encourage them that that's okay, that their response actually in all of it is okay and that there will be peace. Yeah, there's grace and there's that he that he has grace for them in the midst of even knowing that they are going to mess up. Yeah. He's Jesus is unloading a lot yeah. on them here. You know, if I knew I was about to be falsely accused, I'm putting myself in Jesus' shoes here, and then stand trial and wrongly sentenced to death and then uh experience incredible painful torturing and then death. You know, I highly, if I knew all of that was coming, I highly doubt that I would have the composure to encourage my friends and even give them grace where they messed up. Like I would be, right. I would be a mess and distraught and I would be, I would be running the other way rather than be like, hey, this is, this is God's plan for my totally. life. Totally. And, and clinging to your friends. Like yeah. you better not leave me, right? Like yeah. guilt tripping. Yeah. And it does, it seems odd, but I appreciate how Jesus he doesn't sugarcoat it. He doesn't say, well, it'll be kind of bad. Like he explains it in detail, how hard the next few days are going to be, how the disciples will mess up, you know, how there's going to be some good from it all and, and, and how they need to be encouraged because of who Jesus mm, is. Yeah. You know, okay. You've said it well. Yes. But you are now, like, just like I did earlier, you are now the one understating this encouraging bit. Well, it's hard not to. I know. But, like, like let's just think about this. Jesus, before his death, before he was raised back to life, makes this crazy, bold, big statement. In the final verse of this chapter, Jesus says, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. This statement is huge, Braden. Jesus is saying to his friends and his followers, that he has overcome the world, Jesus is going to win, and Jesus is on the side of the disciples. He's saying, I have grace for you. You're going to mess mm. up, but I am for you. I've overcome the world, but I'm for you, and we're going to make, it's going to be okay. Okay, you're, you're, you're right. We cannot understate this final comment by Jesus. You're, I feel in your passion. You're mm-hmm. getting me all, I'm like sweaty. Yep. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's just hot in here. But <laughs> this is the reason that we can have confidence in and, and we can be optimistic even in the worst of situations. Jesus is literally pointing out the worst situation for oh, the disciples here. Yeah. And still saying, take heart and be encouraged. You know, it's incredible to think about all the hard times we've experienced. And that Jesus has overcome the world. All of mm. it. He has won. Okay. Braden, if you would for us. Yes. Maybe you can clarify something. Okay. If Jesus has overcome the world, mm-hmm. why are there still difficult, hard, bad things happening in our world today? Hmm. Okay, well, without going into a lot of yep. conversation, a, a short answer is that Jesus paid the penalty of our sin. Okay, Romans 6.23 describes the penalty of sin as death. We also know that the, on the third day after Jesus' death, he was raised to life. That he, that Jesus overcame the evil in this world by returning to life. That, you know, it's an incredible story that we cover every Easter. But, you know, allow me to comment on the question of why is there still sin in this world? Now, God has promised that Jesus will one day return to earth again. That, that, and will take his followers back to heaven with him. So there's this 
there's an idea that Jesus has overcome evil in this world. And yet, until he returns, we will still be hurt by sinful choices. Whether that decision or those choices, that sin is, is your sin or my sin or, or somebody's sin that I don't even know. We live in a sinful world and our sin impacts other people. Well said, Braden. I, oh, I, I, I'm fired up. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard not to be when, when Jesus is making such a bold statement. It's true. He, you can, even reading it, you feel his passion, his, yeah. his in, like intensity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we can look, we can look at this evil, at the evil in this world mm-hmm. and know that Jesus has overcome it. Mm. The proof the proof is that he was raised to life after taking on the penalty of sin hmm. and dying on the cross. Yeah, this, this means, this, this proof, right, in, in Jesus' defeat of that eternal death, followers of Christ, we get to be optimistic. There, uh, our optimism can be rooted in reality, the reality that despite the evil in this world, despite the sin of this world, that Jesus has overcome all of that, that Jesus has overcome the world. Growth tip time. Growth tip time. Hey, Braden, we said that we would pick the growth tip up from last week. Uh, last week, we noticed our priorities and asked ourselves where we were spending most of our time. So the question is, now what? So a needy job. I have always been needy and I'm not going to apologize for it. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, so that is what we did last week. And here's the thing. We cannot change everything overnight. Although you would like to believe that. I totally did that last week. I'm pretty much done with the, my need for working on these growth tips. Nope. You're the I same. have retired. Okay. But here we, here, John, here's the thing. We can make small changes to eventually grow in big ways. Hmm. So. Now that we've noticed and, and taken note of our priorities, let's ask ourselves the next question, okay? Okay. What are my top three priorities? That's what I want you to ask. So, so from what we reflected on last week and yeah. the notes that we took, yeah. uh, we're going to take note of those three pr- top three priorities yeah. and we're going to make a list of those three things. Yeah. And then we're going to check them and kind of reflect on those things and uh, continue that from last week. Exactly. So you're going to take the two lists. What you notice you're spending your time on, you know, is maybe what your priorities actually are versus this week. And you're saying, what do I want my top three priorities to be? What do I wish that they are? And then we're going to cross-reference those and see, do they line up or do they not line up? I like it. I like that a lot. So that's all we have for you this week. Make a list of your top three priorities, cross-reference them with your notes from last week, recognize where they do not line up, and think about that. Yeah, it's a, we will, there's, everyone bear with me, but there's one more step in this process, and we... Whoa, 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 whoa. It's a three-step process. This we're is a on, lot of work. We're on step two, and we will finish next week. I like I it. I promise. Friends, you guys are great. We appreciate you listening. Uh, And uh, we want to listen to you as well. It's true. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing and and continuing to do that. It means the world to us. If you are interested in having a live Bible Story Podcast event, please contact us through our website, BibleStoryPodcast.com or DM us via Instagram at 
Bible Story Pod. Remember, there's nothing more important than a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. You guys are amazing. Have a great week, friends. Hey, friends, my name is John. My co-host, Braden is not here. He doesn't know I'm talking to you right now, but he is... He's going to give us 10 reasons why he's grateful for all of us. And it's going to be fabulous. We're going to put him in a tough spot and he's got to think creatively real quick. Tune in to our next episode.